so that it might uh, help the conversation going i start with the youngest probably georgita here uh, georgita was uh, doing her phd from andhra university in the area of psychology especially animal assisted interventions to improve uh, uh, the learning outcomes uh, and uh, fortunately she wanted me to uh, uh, collaborate with her on her work and and i think she is doing exceptionally well in terms of publishing her work and bringing out some practicable outcomes from her work uh, so that's the introduction about georgita she is currently with geetam university doing wonderfully well in, in her courses uh, then i will talk about uh, uh, dr shikha dr shikha uh, was a contact that i had on linkedin uh, she is from chitkara university after having some conversation with her and with some more other people that i had uh, uh, contacted earlier in chandigarh we recognized that uh, we have some mutual friends also uh, but the good thing about dr shikha is she is highly motivated she has pursued lots of certifications uh, i think very forward thinking in terms of uh, taking technology uh, into education uh, education systems then we have dr abhishek parik Abhishek and I, uh, we are best friends. We were classmates at uh, uh, IIM Ahmedabad in a four-month-long faculty development program. Uh, he is currently uh, acting as the principal, and I don't know what all administrative roles he can take on, uh, but he is doing a lot for his university, Ganpat University. I think uh, he is an exceptional researcher, but he has compromised his own personal interest of doing great research uh, to just accommodate the institutional need of. Uh, having a good administrator somehow he's 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 currently coping up with that kind of a scenario uh now to the wisest and 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 probably the most experienced of us all uh uh sir nilesh uh, was again a contact that i found on linkedin uh we had some very brief conversations actually this contact came through uh, madhukar uh 
Madhukar was the one who immediately had put me in touch with uh, Dr. Nilesh. And through the conversations, I found out that probably we have, we have certain areas of common interest, such as believing that technology should probably take a teacher-first approach uh, than anything else. I mean, you can't discount teachers uh, when you say technology. The moment technology can threaten the job of a teacher, probably the technology is finding it very hard to enter into educational arena, arena itself. That's, that's my feeling as well. Uh, so, so that was a common interest. We wanted to have a conversation for quite some time. Uh, somehow couldn't manage because of different reasons, but I mean, I'm just lucky that I could assemble all four of you for a conversation here today. Um, so, so with that, with that, I think I would, I would love to start the conversation, but again, just before that, uh, to give a context, well, I am also working for an edtech organization right now. Um, I can also have a vested interest in promoting technology, but that's not the point. I really wanted to get away from that and just see if we can bring uh, productive conversations forward just for the world to understand different perspectives. And from conversing with uh, some of my colleagues independently, I've, I've recognized that there are aspects that technology may not be able to readily solve that we probably need to understand a bit more and have the dialogue happening so that you know, something fruitful may happen, something better and practicable may, may happen. Obviously, there are too many problems out there to solve, but let's focus on, uh, I mean, given the limited time slot, let's focus on one strand at a time and we can continue having conversations to, to see what best we can do later on. So, so with that, the first theme of the day, uh, the apprehensions of teachers. And in my view to start with is, uh, the teachers that I interacted with me told me one line commonly, that before COVID, the job was a 12-hour job. Typically, I would go to a college 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning. I would come back by maybe 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, my job is over. Now, the feeling that everybody is giving me is, well, work from home is actually 24-7. We don't have a break at all. Right? And, and I've heard many other perspectives, but I would like to know from you, and your interactions with teachers around and obviously your teachers also. What has been your experience in terms of teachers' apprehensions? Nilesh, if we can start with you, I think people would be waiting to listen to you. I was hoping that uh, you would give uh, the ladies a chance to go first. Uh, but uh, okay, anyway, thanks uh, for the opportunity, first of all, and thanks for organizing uh, this uh, conversation. I am. Um, quite uh, excited to hear all of your views as well uh, coming from uh, you know what's happening in India and, and so on and so forth but of course I can bring in the regional perspectives uh, also before I give you my thoughts on that I mean I'm not a doctor I'm not a PhD um, okay so yeah it's just Nilesh uh, you can call me Neil um, uh, all my friends call me Neil so please feel free to call me that now as far as the teachers apprehensions are concerned uh, you're right uh, they are scared um, uh, at least the, the teachers that we've spoken with all around Asia. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of an insight, uh, we run our operations uh, in five countries right now. Uh, so Singapore, Indonesia, uh, Vietnam, Philippines, um, and um, India. So uh, generally speaking, uh, teachers are the same everywhere, especially in these emerging markets. Uh, they're all scared of technology. Um, and uh, I mean, I think, Working from home is definitely takes a toll on, on, on everybody, 
even for us, I mean, I, I find myself working a lot more at home and being a lot more productive at home uh, rather than actually, you know, uh, going out and meeting people face to face because when you've been to Manila, you know, I mean, we spend about almost half a day just goes in traffic. Yes. Okay, just wasting time in traffic. So all of that, you know, if you, if you discount, I mean, it's actually much better working from home, to be honest. But having said that from a teacher's perspective, um, I think the, the, the fact that they're scared of technology is one part. I think the other part is access to technology. Uh, there are teachers, there are students who do not have data connectivity at home. Uh, if they have a laptop, or a desktop, it's one between the whole family, which they have to share between themselves to teach their students, or and the same laptop gets used by their children to learn, um, or you know the husband or the wife to actually you know do their office work. Uh, so access to technology is just not there in in this part of the world, and uh, in fact it gotten it got so bad that uh, and I'm sure Vinay probably knows this in Philippines in Luzon area, which is in complete lockdown. The government said all schools are going to move to online education. Within one week, teachers and students filed official complaints to say, shut this thing down because people don't have access. People cannot afford to get online. Uh, and you're basically creating this huge, big digital divide between the haves and have-nots. People who can learn online and the people who just cannot. And um, so basically all the platforms all the online education in in philippines has been officially shut down luckily for us the schools that we've partnered with are have still continued uh, because their students uh, all all 100% of the students and the teachers have access to technology so they've continued but uh, i can see even the even university of philippines the biggest university in philippines has shut down completely they are, they're not even offering online courses because people don't have access so apprehensions aside i think the first point is access what about the access? And I think the same story repeats itself in Vietnam. Uh, in Vietnam, it's so bad, or rather the government has taken an 80s approach. Okay, so what they have done is they are now broadcasting lessons on television. Uh, so like, you know, at uh, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., maybe class 10 students can, can learn from, you know, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So they're basically doing it that way. It's, an, it's the 80s approach. I remember when I was, uh, I was in boarding school, uh, and I, by the way, I went to boarding school in Panchkini. Uh, uh, so I remember when I went to boarding school, uh, you know, I used to come home and then there used to be these educational programs that my parents used to force me to watch on Dultarshan those days, you know, in black and white. And it's kind of like that. Uh, so, so it's, yeah, it's back, the, back to the 80s approach. So I think un unless and until that aspect is, has not been taken care of, ed tech is not going to work in Asia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a valid point. I, I have some more questions around that point. Probably I'll get back to those questions. Shikha, what about your views? Because you have consulted several colleges, you have interacted with several teachers. What about their apprehensions on technology? Yeah, apprehensions are always there. This is what I have also felt. And uh, all of a sudden, what happened here, uh, as far as I have consulted the AP Institute, the teachers who were just delivering their lecture with the help of uh, like chalk, using that chalk and talk method, the old primitive method of teaching, they have suddenly asked to shift on the online things. And I mean, that's really tough for them who haven't faced any, uh, any online sessions anywhere, not even an online course also, they are asked to teach to the online medium. 
so obviously the apprehensions are there and i also with the second point of nilesh sir uh, regarding this uh, uh, internet problem yes we don't have internet this uh, facility everywhere even in india so still we are having the problems that many students are saying that we don't have access or they are asking for links and even after this uh, this sharing of links they are not able to watch the uh these uh, exercise or they are not able to submit the assignments on time so this is a problem that we are also coming across and uh, though we have uh, uh, instead of going for our live classes we have shifted our things onto a recorded uh, class and yes for uh, like uh, problem solving things for query session we have moved to the tools like google classrooms or uh, yes whatsapp also played a very good role in making the teachers and the students interaction more as what we have expected but the way that we were delivering in the in the uh, uh, a constrained scenario in the classroom and the knowledge that was delivered even the content that was delivered during that given period of 60 minutes that is far better than what we are facing in the online media though we are able to give the various types of presentations the various problems online solutions are also there we are having various platforms like hacker and hacker earth who can give the online uh, solutions problems everywhere everything is there but still that there is some somewhere in their mind we are having apprehension even the student also feel that if they are going to be governed by the teacher full time for that 60 minutes that is going to give them a better result instead of uh, learning on their own pace Though the same courses are enrolled by many of the students, but this phase, what we have observed with our students, is entirely different from all other courses that they are getting into enroll. This is what I have felt, okay. and this is the scenario that I have come across in Punjab, in Rajasthan also, and somewhere in Maharashtra also. That a few of the colleges, because they need to work from home anyhow, they need to keep their classes continued. They need to complete their courses. They need to. anyhow they need to do something for their student to make them feel that yes everything is well and we are we will be on time and we are not running short of these all uh, exams or placement scenarios so uh, everybody is going into the online scenario of delivering the lectures and yes the problems are there yeah i agree uh, see uh, obviously access infrastructure are problems in the business environment um, i don't think there is an immediate solution to that other than an expectation that we have to somehow learn to cope with it um and talking about apprehensions in the general education space obviously students have their own apprehension institutions have their own apprehensions uh i was trying to capture specifically the teachers apprehensions for example one valid apprehension is well i was so far using a chalk and talk method suddenly i have to go on technology am i competing with the moocs and would i be able to do justice would i be able to even deliver a course like that in in fact one of the faculty that i was talking to yesterday said her first reaction was that of shock how am i supposed to even do this so i would like to get uh, the personal experience of uh, georgetta because she already has an experience of preparing content for a mooc georgetta if you can present from your conversations with teachers around obviously from your own personal perspective also what was the the concern that teachers were carrying i think uh, one of the major concerns that teachers have is that they are not prepared for it 
So because I had a, a background uh, teaching as part of the Swayam program, as part of the EMMRC programs, I knew what it was. So I would not say I'm totally comfortable suddenly shifting because it has been a time gap, but still I had an experience of it. And uh, with most of the teachers that I interacted with, they never knew this before. And I would say this is not just a problem of not being good with technology because most people know what technology is. And after you spend some amount of time, you know how to operate Zoom, what are the kind of, you know, add-ons that are provided. But there is something more to it when you come online and you present. It is about your voice modulation. It is about how you maintain eye contact. It is about uh, how you kind of... Uh, modulate the PowerPoints that you may be presenting in class to an online setup. How do you engage with the classroom because you cannot move about in class, you cannot see who is attending and who is not. So all these uh, kind of, even though Zoom does provide those kind of add-ons, but this physical presence, how to uh, transcend the barrier that you are not physically present and moving around in class and how to come online, how to present that itself was a problem with many of the teachers and they knew how to operate zoom after a point of time but they didn't they were not comfortable with seeing themselves on screen with presenting things on screen so that was one problem i yes um, i would definitely second nilesh uh, and shikha on the problem regarding access because many of my students when i started uh, scheduling uh, live classes they told me we are sharing laptops, we do not have internet connectivity. So as Shika said, I shifted to recording classes. And now I just provide them the link so that they can take their time to download it at their convenience and learn. So I think it is not just about being comfortable with technology, but also being comfortable with presenting, with that experience of teaching online. Um, just, to, just to confirm what you said, so teachers have uh, use technology. It's not that they are technically illiterate or not tech savvy, but you said they are uncomfortable teaching online. Is that probably because when you teach online sessions get recorded and students probably evaluate you much more than they probably evaluate you inside a physical class? That can be one reason. Also because um, you, I would not say they are uh, you know totally in line with all the technology, but they can definitely learn. But having said that, yes, evaluation is one problem. And a uh, second problem, I think, is you are not experienced with that. So even if students may not be evaluating, you are a little bit conscious and you do, you do not know how to modulate the content from the classroom setup to an uh, online setup because you cannot use the same kind of uh, approach in a classroom setup to an online setup. So they do not know that kind of you know adjustment because they do not have the experience. I, I think we will get our time to talk about those adjustments. but. If we can move to Abhishek. Abhishek, uh, well, I know you have been championing initiatives in terms of training teachers also. But even before you designed your interventions to go and train teachers, did teachers come and tell you what problems they were expecting? So, what uh, you, uh, you know, actually I learned from you only to, you know, be a listener, a good listener. <laughs> uh, in IAMS, uh, if you are able to recall the session of the Sachin Jaiswal, Right, so that I learned from you, and that's why now you know I just believe into the listening first and then giving any comment. So uh, let me uh, uh, tell you first of all that uh, I am firmly uh, believe into the all our you know the culture and Vedas and everything. So what I believe is uh, it is always a cycle. So I am believing connecting the dots. So if you think about the you know two thousand years back people are uh, virtually connecting through the mind right uh, but uh, slowly and gradually they feel that it should be physical 
then only I can realize. So if I don't touch, I will not satisfy that I am getting something. So the materialistic things. Now the world is again moving towards to the virtual thing. Yes, through the help of technology, not through the help of mind. But uh, uh, in a way, uh, you know, uh, if you look at our history or past, the virtual thing is also equally giving a good knowledge, good learning platform. Uh, the only point is if we are talking about the human behavior. So let me connect some theories also. So if we are talking about the theory of resistance to change, so it's a human history that human never like a changes. So obviously the 90% faculty will resist you, right? So the, it is not about fear. It is about the resistance to change. So I uh, believe that, uh, you know, even if in uh, my case, uh, initially, when I need to convince my faculty that, okay, uh, we don't have any option, uh, we need to go through the online session, they are very, uh, uh, you know, reluctant and not ready to take a session. But once they take a one week session, now they feel that, uh, uh, sir, so we are really enjoying it, right? So it's all about, uh, you know, resistance to change. That is what my uh, personal understanding. Now the one more point. If we talk about the students learning through the online courses. So again, I need to connect one theory, uh, which is called theory X and Y. So there are people who are self-motivated, uh, which we called Y uh, type of generation and X who need, uh, you know, continuous reward and, uh, you know, some penalties, then only they uh, work. Uh, otherwise, they are not ready to work. Uh, now, if uh, we talk about the, uh, you know, today's world, in the most of the developed country, already people are going to the online courses only. So there is very less existence of the physical infrastructure as far as the teaching is concerned. So uh, 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 I uh, uh, always believe that the students, if self-motivated to learn, the physical or online doesn't make any difference. Even I seen many students who even not attending a classroom, physical classroom, but through the books they learn. So how the person is learned through the books. Now, the visualization, as we know that uh, if we talk about the effectiveness of the teaching, there is a three point. One, reading. So when you read, uh, you remember for some time. Second, visualization. When you visualize, you remember it for the uh, some more time. Third, experiencing it. When you experience it, uh, you always, you know, uh, keep it in memory forever. So uh, the simulation is the nowadays very trending in education. Uh, so yes, online is the second phase where we are going from reading to visualization part. I am very confident about it that in a very near future, everything will be going to shifted on the simulation part. Now, coming to the point of the fear and coming to the point of the problem or issues we are facing now, uh, uh, my boss, when I am uh, you know going to my boss, my boss is never interested into, you know, uh, listening any problem. He is always asking that what is solution Abhishek. So I need to go with the solution. So similarly, when faculty is saying that, okay, we don't want to go for online session. I'm asking that, okay, give me an alternative. So if anybody is giving me alternative, I'm ready to it. Means I don't have any resistance. But in the COVID-19 situation, is it possible to go for physical class? Answer is no. Now tell me what are the alternative solution available with you? So I am always, you know, uh, putting a line by line that solution one, solution two, solution three, solution four, solution five. And as a finance guy, we always try to identify that which one is the best, not best, but opti optimum solution. 
so we are not able to reduce the risk minimize the risk or maximize the return but what we are think is about the optimization it so yes i am uh, convinced with the nilesh uh, uh, so, uh, you know point of view that yes we are facing the problem uh, which is related to the access uh, technological issues uh, but uh, thank god uh, uh, you know i am not fan of the reliance uh, 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 but the geo has changed the you know the whole environment of the uh, uh, india in fact in gujarat previously we don't have that much of possibilities of technology uh, or the online class but now uh, uh, let me tell you our 90% of students have access uh, to the internet also they go for the online session and when they are not able to go online session we are also use the same uh, method told by the uh, uh, gurgita uh, that uh, we uh, record it uh, and then we uh, given them a link uh, in fact what we are doing is we are putting it on youtube channel so when we are putting on a youtube channel and students is continuously accessing it again and again it is given uh, giving us a watch time also in a youtube so as a university we are getting a two age benefit benefit number one the students may have access when they are online benefit number two as a university we are getting a, you know a good amount of the watch time due to covid 19 so instead of taking a covid 19 as a threat Uh, as a university we think that it is a opportunity to you know uh, uh, show you that you are different than others because uh, everybody 90% have a resistance to change if you are out of those 10% definitely post covid 19 only you will sustain so that's what my uh, opinion or view uh, yes uh, uh, the problem uh, persists related to the access and technology that i am uh, fully convinced with it yes Vinay, what do you? Um, okay, just to just to sort of uh, tell you my views about uh, what I heard. Uh, point number one, I think we are hard pressed for time. We have consumed twenty five minutes out of the scheduled forty to just try and answer the first question. Um, but I'll tell you what I heard from teachers. For example, one teacher told me that in the class, if the student misbehaves, I can immediately discipline the student. Whereas now, I can hear the chai bandi. when the online class is happening and i cannot control the student i have to ask him to go on mute even if i mute him he'll unmute himself and probably create another nuisance right there are there are factors that are now out of teachers control that can probably disturb the class i've heard i've heard theories like those as well just to share my perspective so uh, i was looking specifically for teachers apprehensions i think i got some of it but i've got the larger institutional or the business environment perspective of of, of the problem uh, because now we are hard pressed for time i will i will probably limit our conversation to just our second theme about what are the institutional initiatives that are possible to make it easy for the teachers i understand that this is a problem no change i mean no other alternative like abhishek said people have to cope up with it there may be resistance but obviously no other alternative but what are the institutions doing or what can the institutions do to make things easy again just before you answer let me give you one example i i heard from someone that once the online classes have begun they have started noticing that deans start attending the classes just to see if the class is happening right so there is now uh, i don't know how to put it i get the feeling that there is more accountability on teachers to prove that something useful is happening whereas this was probably not the case earlier when the physical classes were happening they they probably had more autonomy 
teaching in a physical classroom, they probably have more techniques to manage a classroom than they have right now. So what do you think could be the institutional initiatives to sort of make it easy for them and not make them feel more scared? Again, if we can go in the same order. Neil, if we can start with you. Uh, I think from, uh, from the Institute's perspective, there's quite a few things which they can do. Uh, but it has to be a step-by-step -step approach. I think the, the one thing that is absolutely missing from a majority of the schools that we've spoken to at the moment is uh, the lack of training for teachers. Uh, I think like how most of the panelists have already mentioned, and I completely agree, is that teachers are not trained. They have never been on an online platform before, let alone you know try and create um, curriculum or content for it. Uh, so uh, I think... And, when, and also the fact is when you create curriculum and content for an online platform, your mindset has to be quite different in that sense. You know, the way you design a program for an online program uh, for an online uh, platform is completely different. So I think that training needs to be done first and foremost. That is number one. Uh, without that, you're going to keep on getting nonsense like what's happening at the moment. And uh, I, 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 I think you already know I have very strong views on people running live classrooms to 40, 50, 100 students at a time. I think it's a complete waste of time for everybody involved because hardly any learning happens over, uh, in these kind of platforms. I mean, just think about it. If you have a Gen Z student who's finding it extremely difficult to focus in, you, uh, in your classroom, how do you expect this student now to be so motivated to focus in a live classroom situation? It's just ridiculous. And also from a UI UX perspective, can you imagine the number of screens? I mean, right now we have five small windows opened up. Can you imagine from a UI UX perspective, if you're teaching a class to 40, 50, 60, or even 100 students, I know in India there are classes with 100, 150 students. How many windows are going to get opened up? So yeah, that's a, that's a big challenge, right? Uh, so that's number one, t training. The teachers need to be uh, uh, trained on how to deliver classes, which are a mix of synchronous and asynchronous methods. The second thing is they need to invest in proper technology. I think delivering classes on YouTube is good. It's a, it's a good fix, a quick fix, but it's not the final fix. Uh, because when you start looking at online curriculum, there's a lot of ways to engage a, a student. Videos is just one part. Uh, there are other things that you can do. And in fact, uh, Abhishek, you mentioned about experiential. Um, there are, we are already deploying um, technologies on the, on our platform, which allows students to actually experience things for themselves. Okay. So, so that is already beginning to happen. And so it's, it's much beyond a YouTube or a Google classroom for that matter. There are many other things. So they need to find these tools and technologies, which actually can go and grow with them, you know, in, for the long term, not just for COVID. And the third thing I think the universities need to look at is to really understand that this is something that is needed for the generation of today. And it's not just for a COVID-19 situation. This, need, this is the future. You need to start creating um, classes which are both online and offline. Uh, so basically flipped pedagogy is, is basically the norm of the day uh, moving forward. And I think there has to be a complete mindset, mind, mind shift, um, you know, of all teachers and administrators in schools to move forward. Yeah. Uh, 
thanks thanks those are those are valid perspectives i i mean some of my feelings resonate with those perspectives as well now just before i turn it over to shika shika i heard from some of the universities in punjab for example while i was talking to the friends that uh, well uh, nilesh wouldn't agree probably i would also not agree that live classes are a very effective way but i heard that once the live classes began somehow the attendance of students has spiked up yes there are more students attending online classes than there have ever been in, in yes, physical yes. class this happened because a few of the teachers uh, after learning that students are not turning up or they are just logged in into the platform and they are actually not attending the classes so what did they they initiated some polls in between a sort of formative assessment so what happened in case of getting the uh, like uh, you will be getting the attendance for that particular session only if you have scored something well in the formative assessment that has been done and uh, this formative assessment i mean the output or the uh, the outcome of this formative assessment is then associated with the course outcome so in that manner we are also fulfilling the target that we need to achieve for our accreditation purpose and students are also turning up to give uh, this uh, answers to their formative assessment and obviously but these seem to be institutional initiatives only for themselves they are not initiatives for the teachers right yeah they are not doing it for the teachers yes well, that's very true but for teachers what they have done they have also included some sort of feedback like uh, feedback in the terms of like what students are facing what problems they are facing and many management has come forward to address all these issues also like a few of the teachers i have come across they told about like uh, they are not uh, uh, i mean they are not way like they are not having infrastructure at their home so these um, these management of these uh, universities or colleges they have extended their support to provide the infrastructure support to these teachers also so some sort of thing some uh, flexibility related to their time slot that has also been provided i mean feedback is there just as a case minister has told that dean has started attending the classes right so this feedback is also another way in case if dean is not uh, able to attend the class so they have initiated a feedback mechanism and okay. yes polls are there so that uh, these uh, students are messaging in their unofficial whatsapp group that come on let's join the class because we are having a poll and on the basis of these poll also we are going to get our grades and yeah. attendance yeah if so, we can go back to nilesh nilesh you had something to say you release your hand i think i think it all like i said i mean uh, you know the fact that uh, uh, there are many students logging into uh, into these uh, live so called live classes um uh, was you know doesn't necessarily mean that they are actually learning but you're right when you say that you have polls uh, you know included Uh, in the in those live classes uh, then that tells me that the teachers have basically understood the synchronous and asynchronous method of teaching um at least to a to a certain extent so but that is not happening across the board majority of the teachers just do not do that they just basically stand there and talk and also i think there is a uh, a threat of actually distracting the students also by putting in too many of these polls because then you know like like i i i read this uh, a very strong critique of one of the leading platforms in india i won't i won't mention names and i haven't actually used a platform myself but i was told that after every couple of minutes there is a poll or there is a quiz and it basically just destroys the focus 
of the student or from learning because every every two three minutes there is something on the other that is happening. So I think it, again, it all boils down to how well the teacher is trained and how well is the teacher confident of being able to leverage technology to deliver that course. At the end of the day, the tech is only a tool. It's not the actual lesson. Yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh, Georgette, I would like to get your perspectives because I think we are, we are converging on the right point here. The synchronous and the asynchronous learning. Now, because you have the experience of delivering a MOOC, probably you have the first-hand experience of what asynchronous learning is and how effective it can be and, and whether the, the live instruction is better or worse compared to the asynchronous learning. Has the institution done anything to inform the faculty or train the faculty about how to make maximum use of asynchronous learning? Has there been an official communication as such, at least a guidance as such? Uh, well, uh, as far as our institution is concerned and the kind of um, initiatives they provided, they did provide um, as to a, a kind of directive as to how they are creating more classrooms and uh, what kind of uh, technology is in place. Those were the things that they dealt with. So you can use Zoom, you can use Civic, like you can use uh, so many platforms, so many classrooms are being available if you do not have the kind of space to conduct a class at your home, maybe the institution will provide you the space and other kind of infrastructure. So those were the initiatives that were provided, but definitely training, which is the most important initiative was definitely not there. So most of the teachers were figuring out how do you operate, you know, most of these platforms. Of course, it was like there is a helpline you can call up, you can ask for support. But beyond that, again, I think that kind of training that we require is not possible at this point. Like now the COVID-19 has struck and now you are shifting to online classes at right now, I think training, even if it is happening will not be as effective. It is something which has to continue. I would even uh, you know, recommend that if the regular courses that we teach, if some, some component of it is uh, transferred to an online platform. Because when I was doing the SWIM courses or the MOOC uh, or the you know, EMMRC courses, it was more like, you know, I'm auditioning for that. If I'm suitable, I take it up. And there is a lot of uh, other support like video editing support that is provided. But here it is a necessity. It is not like a choice that I make. As a teacher, I have to go to that platform and teach. And if it is a necessity, I think it is uh, very, very essential and legitimate that you provide that teacher continuous training for some amount of time, for some period of time, because you cannot say, okay, the teacher is not performing well, let us get her out of that you know, scenario. Again, uh, coming back to the point uh, of uh, authorities being part of the classes, I think it is a good initiative, but uh, I would still feel that it is training which will ensure quality rather than someone you know monitoring um, that kind of space. And regarding capturing the students' attention, I think what most teachers do not realize is many of those things that you use in the classroom to capture attention can also be transferred here. At least personally in my classroom, I have uh, understood that you know disciplining students or shouting at students, particularly when they are around your age, uh, you know, or just a couple of years younger than you in a PG course, is really not going to be effective because you get out of the class and they will try to make a meme out of you know what you have done. So you can use humor, you can use audiovisual uh, techniques, you can use all those things, and those are things which you can do right here as well. You know, you can use catchy phrases. So those can be transferred into an online classroom. It is not something new, but I think teachers have to be oriented to using the same things in a regular classroom. Only then you can make that transition into an online classroom. And uh, polls, this is one thing that I use. I have this test at the end of the class, like the 
online class, particularly if the number of students is lesser. If it is anything more than 10 to 12, I feel online class becomes a huge, you know, jarring thing. I agree with Nilesh on that count. I have 40 students in my uh, first years. I do not even try to do that for that matter. So uh, I do this kind of small test, which is based just on the teaching in the class, not per se on the uh, kind of books that they have read or the kind of text. So that happens at the end of the class. And if they have not been attentive to the class, they really cannot do well on the test. But as I said, uh, as Nilesh said, it should not happen like, you know, too many times. Maybe at the end of the class is one good uh, time. And the rest of the time, you can use those techniques that you use to capture attention in a regular classroom as well. Initiatives from your side, Abhishek, because uh, George Ritter raised some very interesting points. Early career teachers are the ones who are best equipped to handle technology, but then obviously they are the ones that don't get real attention from students. I mean, that's okay. That's part of the teaching career as well. But how are you uh, making the teacher's job easy? True, I am uh, completely agree with that and uh, I am, uh, you know, quite confident uh, for at least my faculties. So I am, I mean, uh, I have, uh, you know, 22 faculties working with me and uh, the same thing I am also doing that when they are taking class, uh, I need to attend or as a dean or as a principal their class. Uh, but let me clarify, the reason is not uh, about question marking their quality and uh, that I am making very clear to my faculty first that what is my objective to coming to your class is not to check the quality. I just uh, want to make sure that you are uh, going through the uh, uh, English language rather than going into the local language. Now, even in IAMS, I seen that uh, the many faculties are used the English plus Hindi language, right? So here also in our class, our most of the students are from Gujarat. So many faculties uh, many times uh, start uh, talking and start, uh, you know, taking a session uh, even in a, some uh, portion in a Gujarati. So now if uh, some student is, you know, uh, recording it and if putting in a social media, maybe creating a problem for us. Uh, in fact, I am 100% uh, agree that, uh, you know, controlling student in a physical classroom is uh, uh, quite easier than controlling them on online. So now what uh, uh, initiative taken by the our university as a Guni university that uh, what we are uh, doing as a management. Uh, so I am looking for the FMS and FSSH. So what we uh, uh, had done is uh, we decided to uh, consider the continuous evolution. And this is the insider information. Let me clarify first of all that uh, we uh, get the signaling from the uh, state government and even from the central government that there is a possibilities that uh, till 31st June, at least school and colleges will not allow any students to the school and college. Now that maybe leads to even external examination online. So the problem is uh, uh, not only about the continuous evolution, uh, even uh, the final examination should be taken online. So uh, what we did is we given the 100% a continuous evolution in the hand of faculty so we give freedom to the faculty now whenever you are asking to you know uh, uh, cope up with the changes to faculty student also need to cope up with that and yes we are expecting that from the student also so what we did is we given the hundred percent freedom to faculty and we uh, told them that you decide the component of evolution number one number two uh, if some student is uh, uh, you know misbehaving in online classroom he knows that the my evolution is in the hand of the faculty because this we are clearly communicating to the students also. 
so now it is about the evolution and which is actually uh, the methodology used by the most of the iams in iam ahmedabad faculty is deciding all the component of the evolution so now the freedom of evolution come into the hand of the faculty the student will automatically become you know very calm and peaceful in the session number 2 as nilesh and most of the faculties are saying we also observe the same thing in online classes students are come online and then they are uh, uh, mute their uh, uh, audio uh, visual and then they are doing their own activity so what we are uh, suggesting to the faculty that now we are giving the 100% freedom for uh, this evolution part so what you can do is again uh, the one research says that uh, uh, there isn't any possibilities of getting attention more than 55 minutes so based on that research we kept our session of 30 minutes only and after completion of 30 minutes they have a 5 minute multi choice question quiz based on that 30 minute session only and that will uh, solve resolve the two problem one evolution part also second the attend uh, attentiveness of the students again we suggest to faculty uh, that uh, so uh, let me clarify one more point that is a theoretical perspective that uh, whenever we want to uh, make uh, teaching learning effective we should have a 360 degree communication what is 360 degree communication faculty to student student to faculty and student to student right now here the perspective of student to student is missing but at least we can uh, try for the 270 degree uh, communication system not 360 degrees is not possible because if uh, we start uh, you know allowing the student to student debate even you can see here that uh, the uh, you know our panelist may have a less interaction Uh, we are doing with the vinay vinay is doing with us he again uh, you know uh, uh, moderating the talk and again we are coming back to our views right so uh, the student to student is a bit difficult when we are talking about online uh, but uh, what we are uh, doing is we are asking the faculties to ask the question whenever it is required and then the student will give answer in a chat box now faculty will ask a question to the students from the list of attendee so that student need to respond and even if he is not able to give answer he need to write down no idea madam no idea sir then only his present or her present will be considered otherwise in our erp system when faculty is taking attendance he or she will not put attendance of that student so now students have again problem of attendance so previously physical attendance now it is online attendance so now automatically students are uh, you know uh, 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 you know become more conscious about remain presence in the online class only and we achieve something uh, around 60 70% uh, uh, you know success ratio now i come to the problem also when i am taking initiative i am also facing some problem so there is a two part of teaching one is a theoretical portion second is a numerical practical now what we believe is whenever it is a theoretical portion uh, uh, online you can make more effective in a classroom it is boring right even uh, me and vinay is are sleeping sometimes on the last bench even i am amdavad uh, in fdp so theoretical uh, you always feel sleepy even i am feeling sleepy nothing wrong in it and whenever it is numeric uh, example based uh, subject all classroom is become attentive when it is physical now in online it is happen opposite so when it is a practical on online it is creating a problem because numer numerical is something which is required some physical or materialistic uh, presence 
so we are uh, currently dealing with this problem and we are trying to identify the solution for the uh, numeric part also and uh, nowadays uh, there is a google board or uh, you know uh, many softwares and applications are available which is giving a one by one equation into the you know those particular shared background uh, we are trying to uh, go for that technology and we try to understand those technology for the dealing with the numerical uh, or the practical subjects in management uh so that is what my uh, view or opinion or what uh, we had did at ganpat university to support our faculty because yes uh, it is very uh, rare uh, situation in the history of 100 years because in uh, uh, 1920 there is a problem of same uh, situation or same disease uh, related uh, issues now after 100 years we are again facing the same uh, type of uh, scenario so to cope up with it uh, we need to be a supportive rather than you know uh, argumentative or uh, you know instead of going in a debate side uh, it should be brainstorming type of activity even in a, among the faculties so as a dean and principal i always welcome the you know any suggestions from my faculties i always like to do the brainstorming with my faculties and then only we are taking this so that is what uh, we are doing here yes we over to you so, um just to just to sort of uh, summarize my perspective before i give you chance again i get the feeling that basically i'm seeing um, uh, that abhishek and shika are probably more talking about institutional perspective that is institution having a need to do lot of other things not just the student learning because maybe there are objectives to fulfill such as uh, accreditations some other form of mandatory reporting and so on right for example you are focus on taking attendance why so much emphasis on making sure that the student is attentive and so on but then there is another side to it which i probably got from the personal experience of georgetown and also obviously from nilesh that it is the learning that is more important institutional perspectives can be managed probably in a different way i don't know right now um with that i'll open the floor again to each of you for your concluding remarks i think nilesh has a point to contribute already so we will go in the same order uh you can make your concluding remarks and probably we can close the calls and and sorry for for the delay again i was just happy listening to all of you guys neel if you can start okay so uh i just wanted to kind of make a point of what abhishek mentioned about 365 uh, degree learning right and you can i think abhishek mentioned that uh, currently it's only uh, only about 270 odd degrees is possible or something like that uh i i kind of disagree with abhishek on that and my reason is very simple it basically boils down to how you are designing your curriculum okay uh, there are ways for you to engage in a full 360 degree um uh, you know environment with students and students to students it all boils down to how the teachers are developing their content and curriculum and how they are making use of the technology uh, and you know for certain sections and how they are doing uh, the lesson in different ways uh, for different things so that is possible and if you need more information on that please feel free to contact me offline and i can definitely you know share that with you um in terms of uh, uh uh you know attendance and all the other requirements i think like i like i mentioned earlier at the end of the day i think this covid-19 situation is a wake up call to the entire education sector right i mean learning is what education should be about it should not be about attendance it should not be about you know all these other things yes those other things are required by the government for whatever but the bottom line is the student should come to school to learn things 
and and you know be educated uh, so that they can find a job they can do other things right uh, is that really happening at the moment I, I I would beg I would probably stick my neck out to say that I think a majority of the schools are in the business of making money rather than in the business in the business of imparting a good quality education and uh, I think that's like I said it's a wake-up call for everybody that you better get up and change on how you you know impart uh, the education to students. If not, you're going to get left behind. And one last thing that I need to kind of state is from a school's perspective, I think the schools also need to understand that now, if you are going to charge a very hefty fee to the student and not being able to provide that same campus experience uh, from a student's perspective is not really fair. So that same level of experience needs to be provided in, in an online environment moving forward. And that's why the schools should stop skimping on deploying technologies which cost, uh, you know, because it's, now it's part of infrastructure. This should be part of your infrastructure capital expense. Uh, because up until now, schools are just looking at, you know, using free tools here and free tools there, which is not the way to move forward. So all the schools, all the universities and colleges, which actually make substantial investments into technology, and in training of their teachers, I think we'll have a fantastic future forward. But uh, the schools who don't uh, are just going to wilt and die. Can't hear you. Yeah. I'm just saying I fully agree with what you said. I, I don't know how the schools are immediately reacting to that kind of an idea that uh, technology is now a basic investment that they have to make. It's not an option anymore. Um, but let's hear perspectives from Shika because Shika is again an advocate of technology. She has been a Microsoft certified educator, Microsoft innovation expert. What's your view? I mean, do you see institutions investing in technology? Do you have some yes, yes. And for this, I would like to say this 360 degree association is already there. Uh, we are also having this student to student communication through the uh, these project-based learning, which are open-ended, many times closed-ended also. And this we are doing with the help of various softwares throughout the university. This is what I have seen. I have seen that people are working with the Microsoft OneNote or Teams or something like that. So that they can have collaboration with student to student also. And apart from that, this WhatsApp has facilitated this non-official groups within the student community also. So going to all these other softwares, we are also having the WhatsApp using for this assessments and for assignment purpose and many other things are there. Yes, I agree with the initial point and I wish that accreditation body would redefine their criteria to assess the institute because that is a necessary for getting good admissions and uh, that's actually the main thing that students look forward. And I hope that after this uh, COVID-19 situation also, uh, we people are going to teach the students through the online mode. And in fact, both the offline as well as online content will be available. This is what I expect. Because uh, whatever we have learned as a teacher during these times, that is required to be, you know, uh, uh, get implemented somewhere in the near future. Otherwise, we will not be able to keep pace with our uh, Generation Z. This is what I expect. So that's a concluding remark that I would like to have uh, faculty members to learn more about the technology using various tools and the uh, institution should come forward to invest in all these educational technology as well. Because this is the only way
connection remain between the student and teacher to interact not only for their subject but also related to the mentorship because students they look forward for various other courses various other things for up skilling also in uh, in other skills like even for creating a presentation also they will be needing their teacher so not only these platforms but also apart from these platforms teachers should come up should use the technology well so that they can also mentor this uh, generation this is what i would like to conclude here interesting perspectives chalchita i have a very specific question just taking on what nilesh mentioned and what uh, shikha mentioned it sounds to me as if probably the motivation for institutions to start adopting technology is outside it as an if accreditation criteria is revised then probably institutions will definitely make it a point to invest in technology does that make sense to you i mean is that an agreeable idea or do you have an alternative suggestion i mean what should institutions be doing right now so at the point at the moment uh, as a teacher i would say the kind of uh, online platforms that we offer the kind of technology that we use to augment teaching can definitely help learning can make learning better so that should be the primary focus why an academic institution invests in technology but if that is not working if learning is not considered the you know the most attractive option if accreditation brings that in i think i'm all for it for that matter because uh, at the if whatever brings in the technology whatever brings in good quality training because at the end of the day if i if i i feel that as a teacher what is most important for me is that students learn because particularly i teach psychology my students tomorrow are going uh, going to go out as healthcare professionals so i am really scared if the learning is not happening if all the other things are happening but the learning is not happening so for me personally as a teacher that is the main concern and i feel uh, what institutions need to understand is that technology is not a crisis response like you have covid 19 so you bring in technology and you tell teachers now come on switch to technology it should be a regular part of the curriculum it should be a regular part of the teaching learning process and i feel the kind of creativity that uh, teachers should learn or teachers learn when they are developing online curriculum it makes them better classroom teachers or physical classroom teachers as well it is like a bidirectional approach one um, augmenting the other so that is what i would say whatever brings in good quality technology as nirish was saying whatever and if accreditation your requirements is you know what promotes it i would say as yes, whatever brings in the good let us go with that but training the teachers making it a regular part of the system is what i think is most important because otherwise we are not just going to you know yeah i, I think i agree with you abhishek would like to get your views because you are heading an institution and it seems that we are probably discounting the institutional perspective so we would like to hear from you it seems that uh, there are fringe elements and then there is a branding that is the core component technology should probably invest on learning the core component not the fringes probably i don't know what's your view uh let me clarify first of all uh, to the uh, nilesh and uh, shikha uh, the my meaning of 360 degree within a classroom not overall course or the for the program so yes we are also designing a 360 degree communication for the program and course but when it is in a classroom we can uh, have some time period uh, to make uh, communicate between two students within a class so let me clarify uh, with the uh, the module uh, of mooc or swayam right so gorjita uh, 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 may uh, know that you need to prepare the script first right then based on script uh, not necessary you are as a faculty will going to go on video somebody else who may be actor and may be having a better expression of explanation 
maybe the uh, you know uh, giving that session again the expert person from the videography maybe uh, taking a, a video of that particular session and then mooc uh, module is developed again after developing a mooc module we have a one trial and then uh, we uh, try to modify it based on the queries created by that trial or the mock version right what is the reason uh, for it because when we are going for the swayam or mooc it is become the unidirectional right so even edx and many other uh, you know online uh, uh, program developer are providing the online sessions or online uh, uh, training modules in way, uh, in which they have a two type of possibilities one go offline so you may have a videos available uh, watch the video uh, do the assignment now at that time also there is a 360 degree uh, but you are unable to ask the question on the spot to the faculty similarly they are providing a second methodology that online streaming based or the video based uh, 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 online teaching where one instructor or facilitator is there and then he is teaching you then if you have a question immediately you can ask the question and you can solve your query so this is a 270 degree which i am talking about as of now in the classroom and uh, third when we are in the classroom we may have a question to the student and we give chance to give answer by the student and again they are creating a debate within the classroom now if we are giving a timing for debate within a 30 minutes we are not able to complete the session like for example currently we are not able to complete our you know uh, this particular task within a decided time period of 40 minutes so whenever we are giving a opportunity to the students to interact inter, uh, you know internally within your physical classroom you may have a session of 60 minutes and you have enough time to uh, allocate some time to the student to student discussion so yes uh, the meaning of my 360 degrees within a classroom not course wise or not to program wise so that is also required within a classroom also the student to student debate is required that is what my personal belief so yes uh, if you i am talking about the concluding remark now so it's a, it's a, it's a just a starting and i don't think that uh, at this particular uh, moment of time i am able to conclude anything because as i already told you previously it was reading now it is online streaming uh, we don't know what may happen in the future but yes i am completely agree with the nilesh or sikha that we need to go for the uh, the lots of investment as a university into the technical uh, technology infrastructure Uh, in fact, we already uh, before this COVID-19, we are uh, aware about this type of situation, possible situation, and that's why we are use the import, we are use the uh, uh, zooming uh, uh, license software. We are, uh, we are, we are use uh, 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 again Moodle. Uh, Moodle, Moodle is uh, again one online, uh, you know, ERP system. We have a uh, ERP system even in our examination department. uh and we are try to uh, uh, you know synchronize those technology also with each other because you know if we have a one erp system which is solving our all problem uh, maybe always a, a better uh, you know uh, uh, output will give the better output right so yes we are uh, currently investing a huge amount in our in fact uh, uh, let me uh, share this part to you that uh, uh, due to this covid 19 the universities are start uh, uh reducing their uh, you know faculty salary so uh, uh, you uh, it, uh, you may uh, you know soon uh, will get the uh, this type of uh, news uh, that uh, this uh, falana and falana university may have reduced the salary of faculties by 40% or 30% or 50% 
but as a initiative in our university what we did is we have not uh, reduced the salary of faculty instead of that what we did is we reduced the salary of principals and dean so whoever have a salary more than 1.5 lakhs they will going to contribute to the university 25% of salary for 3 month at least and that amount is uh, uh, will be going to utilize for the technology infrastructure development in next 3 month so instead of reducing the salary of our faculty as a our pro chancellor also have uh, agree with uh, this particular suggestion and all principals deans pro chancellor vice chancellor pro vc everybody's salary is reduced by 25% uh, let me clarify none of our faculty have a single rupee reduction in their salary so as a initiative we started that let us uh, sacrifice our salary because we have a enough salary so financially we are uh, we are in a well position so instead of you know giving a pressure to our faculty it's always better to take pressure on ourselves first provide them technology support tell them that now you don't have option please try to cope up with it please try to be a bit innovative and please support the university and then we expect that they also should support us yes we did what is excellent 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 initiator from from your university to make sure that teachers feel valued at this time and that the teacher salary is not taking a hit um so guys i think i think it's time uh, i i definitely taken much more time than i've actually promised to consume from you uh thanks for your time i i think i have a bit of understanding about where we are heading with this conversation we tried to get a feel of what the teachers apprehensions are and what institutions are doing and uh, probably just like this conversation there are many other problems on the fringes that are affecting the the teacher student relationship and the learning dynamic itself um uh, i think we all seem to agree that teachers must be receiving some form of training there must be some method in which the teachers are assisted to help the students better obviously there are other factors as well that are institutional in nature but uh, like neil said the one valid point for sure is institutions must be already thinking about giving the students the same amount of experience or the same richness of experience that a campus would give which makes investment in technology basic not optional anymore uh, i think i would agree with that point that that's i think my biggest takeaway today uh, so with that thanks once again uh, i would love to have your feedback on how this conversation went and if you have any suggestions for me uh, and with that probably we can close the call any suggestions uh, any feedback how things went thanks vinay for your uh, for setting this up i think it was uh, pretty uh, informative for uh, all the participants if i may say so Uh, yeah so thanks for setting it up and the only suggestion i want to have is probably next time if you do something like this we might need more time oh yes agreed that's true that's true abhishek let me definitely yes, agree that this is yeah so definitely agree this is like a really really good session and uh, so much to learn from uh, considering the perspectives very useful perspectives people have provided and yes uh, we didn't although you are uh, apologizing sir for the extent i mean like the time getting extended we didn't feel that so thank you so much it's really enjoyable thank you thank you
ఓకే వినయ్ థ్యాంక్ యూ ఫర్ యూనో ఇన్వైటింగ్ ఇన్ సచ్ ఇంట్రెస్టింగ్ యూనో డిస్కషన్ ఇన్ఫ్యాక్ట్ యూనో మెనీ ఆస్పెక్ట్స్ ఐ ఆల్సో లర్న్ ఫ్రమ్ దిస్ పర్టికులర్ డిస్కషన్ అండ్ లెట్ మీ థింక్ హౌ వీ క్యాన్ యూనో ఎన్కేష్ అట్ అవర్ యూనివర్సిటీ దిస్ పర్టికులర్ డిస్కషన్ సో ఐ విల్ బీ డెఫినెట్లీ రిమైన్ ఇన్ టచ్ విత్ యూ టు నో దట్ వాట్ మే బీ ద యోర్ అవుట్ కమ్ through this particular discussion because you are always good at analytics right so you may be do the analysis of text and then you will give me that okay this is what the uh, result uh, out of this all discussion then i will definitely uh, you know uh, try to encase that particular uh, discussion so uh, we'll remain in contact, uh, contact. Yeah, I, i hope that this is not only conversation we will have more conversations so probably more with analysis coming out thanks guys i will i will end the meeting now and we will stay in touch offline thank you true bye